Hello and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. It's the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne, with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Blockchain Training Academy, helping to take cryptocurrency and blockchain education to the masses. Today's episode also brought to us by Coincierge Club. Now, in this episode, we're going back to a video that was done uh, live on Facebook talking about the recent debacle with Sushi, which is a DeFi project. Now, in this episode, the reason I'm sharing this audio is it'll give you some insight into what is DeFi, what are some issues with DeFi, and also um, education on some issues that could happen in the space. Now, I don't want to undermine DeFi. DeFi has a lot of promise, a lot of potential, but also has a lot of danger as anything in the early stages of development. So sit back, listen to this episode. If you'd like to see the video, and occasionally in the video, I reference certain uh, tweets that I show on screen. So if you want to search the YouTube channel, Blockchain Wayne, or just look in the link below and you'll see a link to the video if you'd rather watch the video of this podcast. So listen and enjoy. Hey, what is up, everyone? It's the crypto coach, Blockchain Wayne, uh, coming to you with a live uh, video today, special edition. I normally do live videos on Thursdays called Around the Block, where it's educational content. But this one's kind of came to me last night and I wanted to really share it today just because people understand where we are in the space. I see so many posts on social media about a lot of the DeFi craze, a lot of projects coming out, pumping real hard and then dumping uh, because there's no substance to the projects. Uh, in essence, many people calling it scams. And you have to understand something about cryptocurrency, something about not just DeFi projects, any crypto projects. It's open source. Anybody can create it. Anybody, I can copy a code of any project and fork off onto my own code and launch it. The problem with DeFi is right now, that has been the hottest craze. Decentralized finance has a lot of potential when it comes to impacting people that normally didn't have access to financial markets, people that have been disadvantaged, whether in, in a developed country like the US, there's been a lot of uh, you could say there's been a lot of people that have been kept out of the market, uh, been unable to participate. And even in third world countries where people just don't have access to any kind of financial institutions where you could think my biggest thing when I think about that is think about all of the people with great ideas, business ideas, invention ideas that don't have the capital or access to the capital to be able to uh, make that a reality. And most of those dreams and ideas just die because they don't have the means to make it happen. Decentralized finance can do that. But right now it's kind of like the wild west of decentralized finance. And through these trial and errors and scam projects that are launching, um, the market's gonna get smarter, people are gonna do better, but you need to make sure that you're doing, you're not really just jumping into this without any kind of research. People are jumping into projects just because it has an interesting name. I mean, a lot of them are named after food. I'm gonna share that with you in a minute. Um, but people are jumping into these projects and without any kind of research, any kind of looking, you know, into who's behind it, what's behind it, is there a substance to it? And in essence, people are getting wrecked. Yeah, sure. Some people are making a lot of money, but that is the exception, not the norm. Most people are getting wrecked because they're jumping in these projects, expecting it to go up forever. It's nothing more than a pump and dump. So I want to kind of explain how that worked. And I called this video Rotten Sushi, the Dangerous of DeFi. So let's talk about what's happened uh, recently. So what is decentralized finance? It's kind of, there's many aspects of decentralized finance, whether it could be your lending 
to earn interest, to yield up farm, you know, to yield other coins, uh, to earn interest on what you've deposited in itself. Uh, you can, you know, make small, you know, micro loans are available. Uh, there's so many different things that are available through decentralized finance. Anything you can do in a traditional financial market, you can do in decentralized finance through use of smart contracts. First, first thing to think about. So where does the issue come in? The issue comes in with unaudited smart contracts, right? Smart contracts have bugs. They have to be tested. Uh, the audit code has to be put to the test. And even then down the road, new bugs can be identified and have to be fixed as the project develops. But bugs in smart contracts can cause real problems. Um, so let me bring up my screen just to show you what I'm talking about here. So I called this video Rotten Sushi, The Dangers of DeFi. Sushi was a project that over the weekend had a crash. And some people are saying it's an exit scam. Some people are saying that the person behind it, the anonymous uh, person that goes by Chef Nomi, is uh, was really just uh, dumping all of, all of his or her tokens just so they don't have any, um, they're, they're doing what's best for the project and that's what, what's best uh, for the price. Um, but there's there's some there's some red flags there you need to be aware of. I tried to warn people about this because we saw Sushi take a big tumble uh, over over the last, um, I don't know, call it a couple of days. Uh, but let's go back. So first and foremost, all right, this, this is a quote from the founder of Compound. Compound, is one of the leading company, not really the top company, but they're in the decentralized finance space. It says users are stress testing financial products and protocols with massive sums of money chasing returns. Not all products will pass the test exercise caution, right? Stress testing financial products that have not been audited, that that have even though it's decentralized finance, the holdings of particular coins without certain protocols put in place can be very centralized. In the essence, what happened with Sushi, which I'm going to cover in a minute, but that that's you know one of the things, one of the quotes I wanted to share. Exercise caution, and people are you know basically like it says, chasing returns. You are no more than a degenerate gambler if you just open it up, Uniswap or wherever you want to buy from, and just throw money at projects and hoping that one of them will give you a 10X or 100X or somewhere in between. Um, is it possible? Yes, it's also possible to lose everything you put in. And I follow a Telegram thread called uh, Wrecked Plebes, and it's just kind of an aggregate of social media posts where people are posting about getting wrecked. And you'd be surprised how many people put thousands of dollars in and all of their money, all of their savings. They're, they're like walking up to a roulette table and betting it all on black or red and hoping it sticks. Well, chances are you got a 50% chance you're going to lose your money. The chances of losing your money in these projects are even higher than 50%. Yam was one of the first ones. Jam uh, was kind of a, um, you know, it was a DeFi protocol that that came off of uh, Compound and Yearn. And that with a bug in the smart contract, we saw it plunge all the way to zero. Now, Yam has since launched a new, you know, you know, uh, relaunched the project. Uh, but one line of code caused that to fail. That's what I'm talking about when I say unaudited smart contracts. There are protocols that are being built, they're being put in place where smart contracts can be audited. I've seen multiple posts over the weekend about different companies that are offering smart contract auditing, and that that is one of them. So it crashed to zero. Uh, we saw this thing pump, and people lost a lot of money on Yam when this thing crashed. So that that's what happened. One line of code. Um, really caused it to crash. All right. So uh, now let's talk about sushi, right? Sushi was a different one. 
Uh, but I shared this article on my Facebook page uh, four days ago. Yeah, yeah, I just took a screenshot. So four days ago, saying that 27 million of sushi funds could disappear at the drop of a chef's hat. What does that mean? That one person controlled most of the liquidity of that protocol. Now, what is liquidity? In a decentralized exchange, you have to have tokens in there for liquidity, both Ethereum and whatever token you're looking to trade if it's an ERC-20. So in essence of Uniswap, let's call it, and, and some of those other DEXs, that liquidity was provided by Chef Nomi, which means you put in the tokens that are created, which in essence don't have value to people start buying it. And people are trading Ethereum for, they're trading Ether for that, that you know for that token and then in that liquidity pool that's being that's owned by you know in this case the founder chef nomi um the the amount of tokens is going down but the amount of ethereum is going up in that liquidity so you could easily pull that out what does that mean if, if you control most of the liquidity and you would draw that from any market uh, when there's no liquidity it doesn't matter what the price says it is if you can't sell it if there's no liquidity if there's no buyers if there's nothing Thing to make that happen, then you're going to see it, it, it quickly becomes worthless. And that's since what happened with sushi. Now, there's more to the story with sushi. Uh, so that could be something coming. But, you know, uh, these are some of the tweets that were uh, posted, right? This is Chef Nomi, uh, an anonymous figure that's on Twitter that basically says, thinks he's exit scam. He did not. He still wants to continue to participate in the discussion and uh, have a successful migration. So, um, but look at what he pulled out. So the, the tweet on the right actually shows uh, when he sold it, he removed liquidity. Now, this is what I'm talking about, liquidity. Removed, you know, 2.5 plus million sushi tokens that were left in his liquidity pool and also removed, um, you know, in essence, it was 20,000 Ethereum. So 20,000 Ethereum. Ether was removed from the liquidity pool. That was what was, you know, from the sale of the tokens and then took that 2.5 million and then sold those for another 17,000 ETH. So pulled it out of liquidity and then sold what he had left. So it has zero holdings left in the project. Um, now that, that, that to me sounds like an exit scam, you know, this, they can call it what you want, call it, you know, but in essence, is it really a scam? It's all built into the smart contract. The protocol is there. It's open source. Anybody could see it. So is it ethical? Probably not. But is it really a scam? Not really. But that's why we need better smart contracts, better smart contract auditing, and also some kind of protocols of decentralization put in place of the liquidity pool to stop something like this from happening. You know, uh, many places, including myself, and you saw the screenshot from Cointelegraph were warning about that. Uh, several days ago about what could happen with sushi because it was the hot trending topic. And that's exactly what happened. So you shouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, let's face it. If I had a project and I had the chance that I put very little into and, uh, you know, could, could cash out millions, you know, it, it's greed is going to take over when it comes to most people. That's what happened in the essence of sushi, uh, which is why I joke about rotten sushi. I also heard a great one today. Don't buy a uh, gas station sushi. Um, so these are a couple of tweets also from yesterday. Uh, Crypto Angel tweeted um, their findings. Now, this is all speculation. I'm not saying this is it. But the CTO of Band liked every sushi post. Uh, Band is formal LP asset on SushiSwap. Uh, CZ with Binance is partnered with Band. And, and actually, Binance, one of the largest exchanges in the world, 
List Sushi. It's only a few days old project. So there's something sketchy about this. And it seems CZ, CZ could potentially be involved in that. CZ, if you're not familiar, is the CEO of Binance. It's just very sketchy. It's very hard for legitimate, well-thought-out, well-run well projects to get listed on Binance. How did a random food token coin out of the list of a bunch of crap ones get added to Binance? Something smells fishy, and it's not the sushi in this case. Um, so the dev exit scams. Um, and, you know, so that, that's kind of what's happened. And then CZ put his own post out saying he doesn't know who the founder is. If they don't list DeFi coins, traffic goes to other exchanges and they become obsolete. Um, provide access to liquidity. All coins are high risk, especially DeFi. Again, it's still very um, sketchy, very, uh, very suspicious as to why they would pick that one to list when there's other good projects that you can find within the DeFi space that are up and coming that are not yet on Binance. So something smells fishy here. Uh, and maybe it is the rotten sushi. This is a tweet uh, from Chef Nomi. Uh, he talks about uh, today uh, or early, you know, early today, uh, tweeted basically now said he was going to stick around for the development, even though he sold everything he had. And now is turning it over to another entity, which is, uh, you know, a founder of a centralized exchange now has centralized control of sushi. So you may see some pumps in price. Some people made some money. They bought it when it crashed and it did recover in price just a little bit. People made some decent returns. But is this a long-term viable project? I don't know. But obviously now Chef Nomi is stepping out. Uh, you know, he didn't tend to do any harm. So our decision did not follow what you expected. Very skeptical. Uh, he didn't intend to scam anyone. You know, hey, it was all there. You know, it was all open to what could happen. Um, so, you, you know, if you lost money on Sushi or any of these other DeFi projects, uh, you, you really... You have to look at what did you personally do? This is the biggest thing in crypto. I see people jumping into crypto projects based off of a post on Facebook, based off of a tweet, based off of just speculation or people listening to speculation. And then when something happens, that person that decided to invest based on what they saw or heard wants to blame that crypto group or wants to blame that person, whatever, when in essence, you need to take responsibility for your own actions, for your own research. If you're not, if you don't understand and don't know how to research it, then you should work on your education and not work at just throwing money at that. Now, there's nothing wrong if if you want to gamble. Like occasionally, you may want to bet with some friends to throw twenty to fifty bucks on on a sports game. You know, whether it's football or basketball or something like that. So, if you want to do the same thing with these DeFi projects, yeah, you could potentially hit a big winner that pays off, but just know. Have your expectations of what you're getting into. You're getting into, um, you know, the wild, wild west and you could lose everything. So it's very important to understand that. Here's another one. So Hot Dog is a project that went from $4,000 to a dollar in five minutes. Another decentralized finance project. Ridiculous name. Still name. I mean, they're playing on pe people are hungry, I guess, and they're, they're playing off of food. But that's what happened. That's what happens with these projects. And a lot of charts, if you look at the Bitcoin chart, you see development and progression over time. And we're constantly hitting new rungs on the ladder for progression. It's still very volatile. It can go up and down. But the long term, Bitcoin can continue to go up. These projects, all the charts are going to look the same. It's going to be like a big inverted V. It goes spikes real fast and comes down and never goes anywhere. 
starts with a flat line, ends with a flat line, these projects are dead. Um, now, could some of these recover? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you can take any pro. You can go take a dead project from a 2017 ICO craze because the same thing happened in 2017. Anybody can create a token. Anybody can create it. So with that, there could be thousands and tens of thousands or even more tokens out there. And there was a lot of ICOs that were launched in 2017. And most of them were junk and garbage and never did anything truly, you know, revolutionary or never groundbreaking, just, just crap, just copies of other projects. And those projects today are dead. Now you look at DeFi, it's the same thing. Anybody can create, I can go copy a code and launch a DeFi project. I even contemplated doing that and even putting up front, hey, this is all going to crash. Uh, but, you know, if you want to gamble, go ahead. Uh, you know, haven't, haven't decided, haven't really jumped in to do that actually, but you can do that and anybody could do it. But true technology, true adoption, true, um, you know, revolutionary tech and development is going to drive this and DeFi will be a, a big, a big reckoning space in the cryptocurrency world. I mean, almost all cryptos technically are DeFi. There's just certain categories that narrows down what it, what is classified as DeFi. You can see that on Coin Market Cap and Coin Gecko. They now they both have DeFi tabs now, where you can click on it, and they actually you can click on the criteria. It actually tells you what criteria is used to determine what is a DeFi project. So one of the things I'm in is a research group where we're constantly researching these projects, and we start assign projects a grade from A to F, right? Just like in school, A, B, C, D, or F. And there's a lot of research ones that, that have been done where they're Ds and Fs, but they may have pumped in price. And guess what? They pumped and crashed. And that's exactly what happened. Now, the tweet on the, I mean, the, the picture on the right actually shows um, an article about one of the, uh, you know, audits first, Fair Launch Capital's business model is to prevent what's happened to YAM in terms of auditing smart contracts. So that's what Fair Launch Capital, there's a few other companies that are doing smart contract audits. You could see more of that happen. I honestly expect to see a lot more happen in the smart contract space. Uh, and Ethereum smart contracts can be iffy when you talk about the supposed migration of Ethereum 2.0, if that ever happens in our lifetime. Uh, but there's other there's other chains that, that have uh, smart contract protocols on them. Uh, one of the biggest ones I'm looking at right now, you know, or been, I say looking at, but have been uh, kind of following since 2017 is Tezos. But there's other there's other chains that can do that. But it's all going to be about what gets adopted, what get, gets utilized. And you just got to stay away from the, degen the degenerative gambling, um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, just traits when you're just throwing money in the projects and hoping that something sticks. It's a recipe for disaster. So again, avoid gas station sushi. This is when I look at these food projects, most of them look like this. They're copies of copies. I can go in today, I can copy a protocol of another DeFi project and I can, I can launch my own token, put the liquidity on Uniswap and start collecting ETH for it. Does it mean it's a legitimate project? No. Does it mean it's going to do anything special? No. Does it mean, could the price pump? Yes. But in the end, if there's no technology, if there's no development going on, it's just going to crash. So that's why it's important. Do your research when it comes to these DeFi projects. Um, you know, and if you don't know how to do research, reach out, ask questions about specific projects that you may be looking into. Now, I don't want to say, should I buy this? Should I buy that? That's ridiculous. Because like I said, crap projects can pump and good projects are going to chug along. And you may not see that reflected in the price value early on, but eventually they're going to, they could get to a point where it's going to skyrocket. And that's, 
some of the projects we're looking at. Yeah, we all want to make a lot of money on these investments, but you got to, you know, you got to be smart when it comes down to it and avoid these, you know, the liquidity, um, the liquidity pools being centralized have resulted in a new term. I don't say a new term, but a term that's being spoken more in the crypto space called rug pull. That's exactly what happened with uh, sushi, right? It, they pulled the rug out from under you, from all the investors, uh, whatever was left in liquidity was pulled out. Now there's still liquidity because there's other people buying and selling. So there has been liquidity have been added, but also, you know, a lot of that was pulled out. And some of these projects, you see the same thing happen over and over where they pump these projects that are copies of copies that sometimes are just a play on a name and then they actually crash and burn and you end up with, uh, you know, people holding these worthless tokens that they can't even sell because there's little to no liquidity. The prices already crashed or the gas prices are uh, on ether. Is, it costs more than the actual price than, than your tokens are worth now. So it actually, in essence, becomes a shitcoin graveyard. So that's it for, for, you know, talking about rotten sushi and DeFi projects. DeFi has a lot of promise, a lot of potential down the road. Uh, and develop, I'm curious to see what kind of development continues to happen in that space, but also anybody, right? Some, some criminal, somebody just, just, uh, maybe getting out of jail can, can go and create their own DeFi project, uh, copy, paste some code and launch it and, you know, start to raise money. Does that mean it's going to do anything special? No. So it's important to understand all these things when you're when investing in any crypto project, understand what they're truly doing understand, you know, what the project is designed to do. Uh, are they open about it right now? It doesn't mean you can't have anonymous founders like Chef Nomi and Sushi. Uh, I mean, let's face it. Satoshi Nakamoto is, is still anonymous today, but you need to have, there needs to be some transparency along the project and a lack of uh, any kind of uh, multi-sig control of the main funds. If I launch a project and I hold all the funds, I can control when I pull everything out versus if there if it's decentralized where multiple people have to be involved to do that, there's less of a chance of that happening. The more decentralization you have, the better. And when it comes to DeFi right now, there's still, even though it's called DeFi, there's still a lot of centralization, whether it's in uh, the project development uh, or in the token, the token and ETH liquidity that's being held by that particular project, which early on, I mean, you think about early on, if, if all those Bitcoin that Satoshi Nakamoto has, if he'd have sold them early on, that would have really uh, caused a lot of people to, to speculate as to, is the project really still viable? And you may have seen people pull away from development on that project. We may not be where we are today, which eventually led to the development of many other solid cryptocurrency projects. There's just a lot of crap out there too you got to sift through. So that's it for this video. Uh, thank you all for watching and uh, I'll see y'all later. Have a great rest of your day.